Um, I suppose, Chairman, I should declare an interest as an Essex County Councillor as um, whatever outcomes come out of this plan, there will be some implications for the highways network. I could introduce on my left Gordon Glenday, who is the Associate Director of Planning. He knows a number of you, but I don't think everybody, and maybe not those in the audience. So um, I don't think this is your first meeting, actually, Gordon, is it? This is, this is the first one of the PPWG, yeah. Oh, I thought you were, in a, you, you, were, you were watching one of them. But no, anyway, no, but, uh, yeah, so your first. I wasn't, I wasn't sorry. Thank you, Brian, yeah. No, no, this, is, this, this will be my first actual meeting itself, so... So welcome. Uh, welcome to Uttlesford and welcome to the Planning Policy Working Group. Um, so um, moving on, colleagues, if um, you're happy to do that, to our single item, which is uh, the Local Plan Development Strategy. Um, and um, the paper in front of us um, is a series of options put together by officers um, with a recommendation and um, as well as the paper there will be a presentation um, by Mr Fox uh, which will start uh, very shortly um, and uh, the planning policy working group will then make a recommendation to cabinet who will fairly quickly pass that on to council which is the supreme body to make a decision about what our um, um, spatial strategy as opposed to the particular sites. We are not talking about particular sites th this evening. We are just talking about the actual structure of our local plan. But that is a key part of the, uh, of the whole process. Um, there has been a council workshop uh, which was open to all councillors um, and uh, many did take part in that um, and did uh, some desktop work and working in syndicate groups um, and there was a degree of uniformity at that meeting but uh, the planning policy working group, well, many of whom were at, at, at the um, at that session uh, will have its own mind to make up. So unless there are any other contextual points uh, I think I will at this point hand over to Mr Fox. Okay, thank, thank you, Chairman. I don't know whether actually um, the mics will pick up if I if I actually talk to the screen over here. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Can, can everyone can everyone hear me if I if I talk like this and yeah, just pay, pick, pick it over. Yeah, yeah. no, perfect. So, so, sorry, Chairman, I didn't realise it was cordless. No, that, that makes life a lot easier for me. So, um, good, good evening, everybody. My name is Richard Fox. I'm Planning Policy Team Leader. Um, and I'm going to sort of hopefully take you through without a cliche-ridden journey of, uh, of why we've got and how we've got to our preferred distribution strategy. So that's what this presentation is about. Um, so again, stating the obvious to a lot of you around this table here, we all know this, we all, we, we all know what's happened. The, the plan was withdrawn uh, in the beginning of last year. Uh, the inspector had concerns about objective assessed housing need and the new settlement. It's not exactly a new settlement, but an extension to Elsenham. Um, We've done an awful lot of work in terms of making sure the evidence base is robust and will stand up to scrutiny, and I'll get on to that in a minute, Chairman. 
um, on all sorts of levels. We, we want to be absolutely certain that th th this time round there's going to be no questioning, no arguments, no debate about our evidence base. Critically as well, uh, duty to cooperate, there was, the, there was a, I can't remember the inspector's exact words, but it's something like we scraped through or something like that. And, and I, I found that was, I, I thought personally that was a bit harsh because um, uh, the, 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 the member and the officer relationship we've got here in terms of the strategic housing market area and how we work together, I think is second to none, actually. Um, and I'm, I'm not just saying that. I think it is a really good setup. And Councillor Barker, I know, um, attends, att attends with me, and it's a, it's a very, very good working relationship we've got. So um, we've got also, back in March of this year, we went all the way through PBWG, Cabinet, and full council to get a resolution to say we weren't, as a council, to rule, rule out a new settlement. So this wasn't saying we are going to have a new settlement, but it was saying we think it should, it should be in the mix of options that you're going to get before you this evening. So, so again, that, that was a, a good step on the way for me. And finally, um, and I think um, both Chairman and Gordon, you, you mentioned this as well, we had a really constructive member workshop a couple of weeks ago um, where we talked about through what, what the options were and how, how we could plan for the, 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 ho the homes and the jobs that we need to build for. And the, uh, I think, as you said, Chairman, there was considerable consensus around that, which, again, which for me, in my position, is, is really, really good and really helpful. Um, so, and as I said, I'm hoping what we're going to do this evening and through the next few weeks is build on that momentum um, and, and, and take everyone with us um, till we get to this uh, preferred, preferred distribution. So, just recapping, again, um, you will all know this, uh, PBWG will know this, but for the, the public record, some people won't know this. Uh, this is where we've gone so far. We had the issues and options consultation last year. We had a call for sites. Uh, sorry to get into the abbreviations and the jargon. SHMAR is a strategic housing market area assessment. So what we did collectively with our four three neighbours is worked out where the housing, um, what the housing numbers should be in our housing market area. We've all agreed that. Um, we've also undertaken, we call it SLA, SLA. some people call it, uh, yeah, it, it's basically the, the, the housing land availability assessment, but it also includes in employment as well. So what we did is we looked at where the sites were, um, potentially for housing and employment, and we mapped all that out and we looked at whether they're deliverable and achievable and all that, so we've done that. The other, th the other, the other couple of ones there are self-explanatory. Uh, strategic flood risk assessment, that's gone through PPWG, as is the Greenbelt Review, and the Countryside Protection Zone Review. So what... Excuse me. So can you give me a glass of water? Could you, could you go on? Yeah. Uh, dry up a bit. So, so, so what, what I'm trying to say, members is that PPWG have 
endorsed a lot of this evidence and we're building up a picture thanks Gordon um, of, of where what the evidence is telling us what it's potentially ruling in what it's potentially ruling out there's three uh, items there and I, I'm, I'm not ashamed of saying they haven't been endorsed yet because they haven't been endorsed yet uh, so it is a bit of work in progress there on those three issues but we're in a position where we do know enough at this stage, enough to, at this stage, to, to get us in an informed position about where we take the plan forward. So, so what I'm saying is, it's, it's an imperfect world. It's caveated, but we need to know at this stage where the plan is going, and, and we know enough, uh, in my view to take that forward. You've talked about, we've talked about the development management policies as well uh, and meetings here and we've had a separate slot that some members uh, I think around this table went to to, uh, to to talk about that as well. So we're, excuse me, we're, to my mind we're, we're, in a, we're in a very good place in terms of the evidence to tell us where, what we should be doing in terms of our distribution strategy. Yeah. I think it might just be worth telling people who are listening in who aren't in the room those three pieces of work. Sorry, yeah, no, thank you, thank you, Chairman. Yeah, yeah, empl empl employment, retail, and transport. Transport obviously is the absolute critical one, Chairman. So, thank you for picking me up on that. Um, yeah, uh, and we know at this stage um, the certain options uh, are, are acceptable. Uh, certain options won't be acceptable in transport terms, but we haven't got the final conclusions yet. So, again, what this evening and this meeting is about is getting the direction of travel sorted and saying, look, are we happy collectively that this is the way we go forward and we start dotting I's and crossing T's? But, yeah, yeah, thank, thank you, Chairman. The, the, the other point, again, um, for the record, the development management policies is something that we've talked about um, we had a separate session, I can't remember, um, Gordon, a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, and, and that, was, that was really helpful. So that, that's ongoing work as well. Uh, this is again recapping. Uh, we need to provide, uh, I, I, I won't do the maths, it always confuses me to do the maths, essentially, we need to provide for about 4,600 new homes. Now that, again, I caveat, and I caveat heavily, because uh, there are, this is based on, uh, again, going to the jargon, the 2012 uh, population projections. We've got 2014 population projections, which may potentially say we need to provide more homes. We've had some more projections out today, uh, and they say pretty much the same thing, but it's more. I'm afraid to say the number... Um, you know, depends on how you like your world. Uh, the, the number t tends not to go down; it tends to go up. Um, so there'll be more about contingency planning later on. But essentially, what I'm saying is, there's 4,600 new homes uh, as we sit around here that we need to plan for and allocate. And, and, and how are we going to do that? Um, the issues and options consultation, I refer to that. The evidence base, I refer to that. The experience of what, what happened last time round, 
that's obviously shaped our thinking as well. Um, and it's stating the obvious, but one talks to one's neighbours, we talk to colleagues and other people and say, well, how is it for you? Yeah, what, what, what's been right, what's been wrong, how's it, how's it gone? Legal challenges, obviously, um, they're always in the, they're, they're always in the, in, in the planning press. Uh, government policy, particularly, and they, well, yeah, I'm, te- I'm tempted to sort of shrug and hold my hands up now at this point, at this juncture where we are. Uh, but the, as, as we sit here now, the drive is for, for new homes. Um, we've got to build new homes. And, our, yeah, and saying again, um, our children need new homes. Um, so we need to do that. And ultimately, the one thing we mustn't forget is the need to actually get the plan over the finishing line and get it sound and to, you know, to, to actually say, yeah, we, we, we've done it. it do, yeah, it's, it's almost like, a, I almost say it's like staggering over the finishing line sort of <laughs> experience, having done it a couple of times myself. But, but yeah, the, that is what we actually need because we need to do that because we need to get the jobs, homes and the infrastructure in place and we need, most importantly, the certainty... That's the key thing about a plan, getting a plan, is the certainty that we know and the developers know and everyone out there knows that this is how we want Uttlesford to be planned out. And that I can't reinforce that enough. That is the point. That's, that's why we're trying to do this, um, is to get a sound plan in place so everyone knows exactly where we're going. Just going back to the new settlements, um, we debated this in March, uh, and again, you can read these bullets for yourself. There's a lot of advantages in new settlements. Um, you can do it, it, it it's going to, for those who live near where the potential new settlement is, it's not a good thing, but there's an awful lot of advantages of new settlements, and they're up there. You've got the long-term vision, you've got the, hou- you've got the housing on stream long-term, you can plan in the infrastructure, you can plan in the schools, you can plan in all of that. So that, that is a really, really positive thing that, that one can do. Um, they've got, yeah, they've got disadvantages as well. Um, and, and, they're, and they're up there too. I mean, principally, in terms of appeals and all that, it's around the five-year housing land supply and the fact that it takes a long time to get to get these off the ground and we'll get into that in a minute about why or why not a new settlement is, is a good thing um, the, the, the difficulty is as, as, as you see up there it's, um, it's a very long term long term project long term thinking and that's, that's the downside the upside is that once if we commit to this as a council and we've already said we're not ruling it out and I'm not saying tonight we should commit to it, I mean that's, that's, that's for debate, um, is that there's certainty, there is a commitment, long-term commitment, uh, uh, there is positive planning, it's thinking about what the, it's not, it's not doing things on an ad hoc basis, it's doing it on a, if you can use the expression, a mature basis, um, it's saying we thought this through and this is how we think long-term Uttlesford should be. Um, so I think, I think that's a big positive, but that's my own opinion. Just to remind you as well, we talked a bit, um, we went to full council about, uh, about garden city principles, 
and there they are and uh, Gordon and I had an argument about there was 9 or 10 earlier on today didn't we and uh, uh, I think you're right actually and I think I put 10 and you, you agreed with me and we were sort of trying to um, agree whether it was 9 or, nine or 10 but anyway they're, they're, there they are and um, I think as a council the, the, the impression I've got is that if we are going to commit to a new settlement these are the, regardless of whether, you, whether we sign up to all of them or not, these are the sort of things that we would like to see in a, in, yeah, in, in a new settlement. We don't, we're not just going to do this willy-nilly. We want to, if, it, if we're going to do it, um, let's, you know, let's do it properly. Let's do it according to these sorts of, these sorts of principles. So I'll just, I'll just put that slide there. Um, just, and again, going back to, uh, and, and some members will be familiar with this because you sat through the workshop, again, for the public record, um, the five distribution options that we've considered are there. So it's all development allocated in new settlements, so we put all our eggs in one basket. We could potentially pepper pot it around the villages. Uh, we could put it in... Uh, Dunmo and Walden, uh, sorry, Great Dunmo and Saffron Walden. Um, we could mix and match it in the villages and the towns, or we could do a hybrid involving all of the above. Um, excuse me, and that and that's what we talked about in the um, in the workshop. So. Uh, Again, uh, blobs up there, um, and uh, those who can't see that, these are the blobs which show where the potential new settlements could be, and this is what we've looked at, um, and we've, yeah, um, the, the, there's, there's various, various places a new settlement could go, and some, again, the, the benefits and the, the disbenefits are up there. Pretty much what I said earlier, uh, you can long-term comprehensively plan infrastructure. Uh, it's got crit critical mass, particularly in terms of things like secondary schools, which you want. And uh, it reduces pressure on, on Saffron Walden and Great Dunmo. But put all of our eggs in one basket. Um, you're relying on everything to deliver the housing. Um, we've got five-year housing land supplies issues, so we, that, that, that is a big risk for us, and we're vulnerable at, at appeal. Equally, um, can, again, can we deliver it within the plan period up to 2033? Um, and it also, potentially, again, um, and this is something for debate later on, if we all put all our development in a new settlement, that potentially the towns, you're saying, are, 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 they, are they going to potentially die? You know, where, where, where is the injection of life into them? So, so there's, there's risks about doing that. So our conclusion was um, uh, uh, that that probably isn't a sensible approach. Uh, pepper potting everything around the villages. Um, again, the, ignore these sort of blobs on the. The, uh, the plan, this just shows how, how, how it might look. Um, well, one benefit, yeah, 
vitality and diversity, but lots of risks and lots of problems of doing that, of putting everything in the villages. You can see themselves there. We've got lovely, beautiful villages. Um, if we try and put 4,600 houses in the villages, that is going to be difficult. Uh, being blunt, every, everyone knows how attractive they are. Um, it's going to be unfair on some villages. So, again, excuse me, um, the conclusion is that that's, that's not what we're recommending. Um, just the towns, um, that's, what's, that's going to look like, everything around Great Dunmo and Saffron Walden. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to maintain the town's viability, it's going to support the services, but critically, I mean, the main thing, the main risk of this approach is that actually uh, there aren't enough deliverable sites in the towns to get the numbers that we need. Never mind whether anyone says, you know, you're going to destroy the character of Saffron Walden or Great Dunmo, the reality is we haven't got enough sites to do it. So, again, we're saying that that's not, that's not a sensible way forward. Um, the fourth scenario, yeah, split it between the towns and villages. Yeah, again, we've been through the benefits and the disbenefits of that. Um, that would work. We're, we're happy that we, you could get 4,600 houses in the towns and villages. Um, but the disbenefits are, well, we're adversely affecting the historic nature of the villages and potentially the towns, and do we really want to do that? And particularly, pepper-potting the development around will mean that we don't get any of the large-scale infrastructure, in particular that some of the towns need. So, so, so there's a big risk attached to that. So, so essentially what, what I'm saying is that we, we could do that, but we're not recommending it. Um, and guess what? It's always the, the last scenario that is the preferred option. Um, so there we are, doing a hybrid distribution of a new settlement or settlements. Uh, 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 there's a deliberate S in that in there. Uh, the main towns and the villages, well, yeah, it sounds like a compromise, but it isn't actually a compromise because, to my mind, you get... The, one gets the best of all worlds. We get, we get the infrastructure in the new settlements, uh, critical mass. We retain um, village life and communities by, by, by going, going to the villages and saying, do you want some development? Yes. Where would you like it? Uh, the town's historic characters are maintained. Uh, and, and so essentially, that, that, uh, yeah, I'm stating the obvious again, but that's what we're, that's what we're recommending this evening, Chairman. That's, that's our preferred distribution strategy. Um, and and uh, before anyone gets too excited about where it's all going to go, uh, but just to, just to say that if we did that and we've done the calculations, it's the classic 60-30-10 split. Um, well, 60-32-5-3. But, so, essentially what so there's an awful lot of development, Chairman, going in the new settlement or settlements long term over the over the plan period and, and the attraction of that is is that if we bite the bullet and say no we're going to we're going to go for a new settlement we're going to go for it long term um there's there will be a lot of development there uh 
there'll still be development in the main towns and the sorry the key, for those that aren't familiar the key villages are the larger villages basically the Taipei villages have some basic facilities in other words they've got a primary school shop pub sort of thing so sorry again it, sorry it's getting to the jargon there but just to explain the, the difference between that but one, one can see the split there so if if we go for that option it's a bit as I said it's a big it's a big thing to do uh, to go for a new settlement but um, as I said my, my recommendation to you is, it, is it's, it is the best option okay the, going back to the health warning I said earlier we've got um, housing projections coming out it seems like every day um, at the moment we're very confident about our strategic housing market assessment the 2012 projections they're fine, they're robust they've been agreed they've been supported on appeal However, we, we, we're not naive. Um, there are 2014 housing projections which inevitably have come up with a higher figure potentially for us. And we're still literally, Chairman, churning those figures out. So I don't know what the exact figure is potentially for Uttlesford. But what I'm saying um, to, to the working group is we will we'll be naive, as I said earlier, to ignore that. Um, because if we want to get a plan through, we, we, we need to have said to an inspector, we've thought about this, and there's various ways that one can future-proof it. Um, uh, the planning, we've, 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 we've sought, uh, the, sorry, PINS is the planning inspectorate, and we've, we've had planning advisory service advice as well, um, and they have said those things we need to do. Um, so what I'm saying, Chairman, is that as part of any, of, of any resolution tonight onto Cabinet and then for Council, what I think we need to do is to say we need to continuously plan, we need to future-proof, and we need to be absolutely honest and say that, and, and be absolutely upfront and say we've thought all this through. Um, it, it's, not, you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a good news story. Um, more houses is never a good news story but um, if, again it's going back to my earlier point uh, if we want to get a sound plan if we want to be in control of our own destiny um, to my mind chairman that, that's what we need to do um, so saying that so my overall conclusion is that the hybrid is the best strategy uh, it's sustainable it's deliverable and we could get some contingency growth in there as well, Chairman. So, um, next steps, well, after two days' time, <laughs> after we talked about it now, uh, we've got um, Cabinet on Thursday and then this report going on to full council on the 26th. So, sorry, I'll, I will now sit down and be quiet, Chairman. But, so, th 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 thank you for indulging Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr Fox. I think before we go uh, to comments, and I'm sure there will be lots from uh, everybody, um, are there any points of clarification that you'd like to ask of Mr Fox and Mr Glenday? Councillor Dean? Yeah, I'd like to come back to the contingency slide, just to look at that in a bit more detail, please.
I mean, uh, you know, there, there is, I, I think it's important with a local plan, and this one formally runs until 2033, uh, that we think beyond that in, in whatever we finally decide because you know the world doesn't stop in 2033 it is going to go on so so I'd like to think that our final plan does anticipate a world beyond 2033 whether whether one needs at this stage to include uh, you know an extra whatever and, I, and I'm going to ask Mr. Fox what, what he's thinking of in terms of a a contingency number, you know, is he thinking of um, another thousand, another ten thousand, you know, there's a big difference there. Um, and, and I mean, I, and I always assumed that, that we would get into re reviews of plan at, more often than we have done of late. Um, so so I'm, I, I don't know whether that introduces any anything new. So I suppose I'm just trying to get my head around the, the necessity of this additional um, tranche okay. of, of uh, numbers. Mr Fox to answer that and then Councillor Barker. Um, yeah, v v very, very good question Councillor Dean um, and the inevitably the answer is I don't know and I'll be honest with you because there are two outstanding appeals which I didn't refer to in this presentation so <coughs> the, the, whilst um, all the signs and the signals are that the overall housing numbers will increase for Uttlesford and it might be around 2,000 extra that we've got to plan for, potentially. Uh, equally, if two planning appeals are allowed by the Secretary of State, that's another 1,500 homes that are granted permission. So, uh, it, 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 honestly, that is a really difficult question to answer because I, I genuinely don't know, and it's out, it's out of my hands. But, but the point I would make, the point I would make, and this goes back to what I was saying in the presentation, is we we need to contingency plan and, and make sure that we're alive. So, for example, if these two appeals um, aren't allowed, we have the 4,600 houses to allocate, homes to allocate plus potentially some more um, and, it, and, it, uh, and it could go up and it could, could go down as I said but the, the point about the new settlement is, is well made as well because what a new settlement does potentially do for us is, is gives us that long term planning and saying well yeah we, we, the houses are still going to carry on popping out the ground um, Use this, sorry, sorry to be sort of blunt and, and use that sort of expression, but but they will, not longer term. But I, it's really difficult to answer your question directly because I, I genuinely don't know. Can I just uh, finish this conversation? I mean, it's one thing to think beyond a planned period, such as, for instance, I don't know whether it was 20 years ago or quite a long time ago, East Hearts decided that they would safeguard land north of Bishop Stortford, which wasn't included in their plan in terms of housing numbers or the previous one. I think they're putting it in now. Well, they are putting it, it in now. So it's one thing to anticipate development somewhere and to safeguard land, but you, 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 know, you, you don't put this plans numbers in or you don't increase this plans numbers if they're not going to start to happen until next plan period so this is where I'm 
you know, that there, there's um, a problem there. I mean, I will just say one more thing because I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. I mean, I think there is a question mark over, over the whole principle of moving towards a, a new settlement. And as we move forward, I, I will be hoping that we'll be getting further evidence as to what numbers make sense for that. And I know that Richard Fox put a, a particular number up there, but there is always a, a, a risk or a question mark over whether once you start something new, it actually requires more to make it sustainable mm. Mm. And because nobody wants to live on a housing estate of you know, 50 houses in the middle of nowhere with mud everywhere for 15 years. So, so there's that question mark about rate yeah. of growth, isn't there? So, so, I think so I all th of this, you know, is, it's, a, it's a confusing picture. Yeah. Um, so just to try to add some clarification then, Councillor Barker and I think to Councillor Mills, um, and, but we'll keep coming. If you can just sort of make one point at a time and then we'll keep going round until you've exhausted all your points. So um, we know uh, the ORS study was done on a basic set of figures and I think there are people in the audience who question those yep. figures uh, and that's perfectly legitimate. Uh, what we're starting to get some evidence on is that inspectors are saying they want more and more updated um, assessments. Uh, now this is a never-ending process as you know. Um, we're standing by uh, our bases of, um, of the figures we put forward but what Mr Fox is saying is that um, as we move, it won't be, it'll be another six, seven months before we put anything to an inspector, life will have kept moving on and therefore we should be alert to that possibility and I think that's, that's good planning. Um, so, but at the moment the figure is 4,600. Um, but uh, let's let's take let's be conscious of a moving environment. Now, other circumstances, uh, you know, the latest political situation may have an impact on this. Uh, so, all of this has got to be borne in mind. I don't think if we've shown sufficient flexibility that our plan would be turned down through lack of numbers. That wasn't the issue that the last one was turned down. In fact, the, the inspector said you could have gone away and found those numbers it was for other reasons which we, we, we remember so I think as long as we're being smart to um, a, a changing world then, then we'll be fine but it's, it's a good point to make uh, and one that this committee and the council needs to take into account. Okay councillor does that help slightly? Yeah, yeah okay councillor Barker Thank you chairman um, before we go to Cabinet next week, I will have gone to two more duty to cooperate meetings with East Hearts and Epping Forest and Harlow. I have one Thursday before Cabinet yep. and I have another one next Monday. One's to discuss Memorandum of Understanding, where we will be discussing the Highways Memorandum of Understanding and also discussing the fact that the districts are still prepared to take their own share of whatever the number is. And I think that's another important point because as we've said many times, Epping Forest is mainly green belt. It's quite difficult for Epping Forest to find sites outside the Greenbelt or to give up Greenbelt in order to accommodate their housing. And I think that out of those discussions, the, the four districts have really got to go in with the same view. The inspector can't accept one view for one district and not accept another view. But by the time we go into inspection in 2017, there will be 2016 figures. And it might be unrealistic for the inspector to believe that we are basing our whole plan on 2012 figures rather than 2014 figures that we know. So I think it is watch this space. I think it's make sure the contingency is there and whether it's built in as baseline or whether it's built in as reserve sites, 
and I, I think we do have to you know, very carefully watch this space. I think the other thing we do need to do is we need to try again, and I did go to the LGA conference last week, and I did ask Brandon Lewis to actually let us have the outcomes of our two appeals, which have now been outstanding for around 18 months, and it is a ridiculous situation. And any pressure that anyone can bring to bear anyway, maybe Brandon Lewis won't be in the job tomorrow any pressure anyone can bring to bear to actually get the results of these appeals. It matters very importantly to those communities whether they're granted or not granted, but equally it, it matters to where we place and where we look at spatially, as does um, development that villages or towns actually do want, because there are some villages who do want some development. There are some sites accepted in the neighbourhood plans. We need to be aware of those before we consider the other sites. So there is an awful lot going to happen in the next few weeks, but two duty to cooperate meetings. I will be reporting back to you next week at PPWG. And <coughs> yes, the councils have got to go together forwards because if we go together in disparate directions, the inspector will blow us to bits. Before I go to Councillor Mills, um, so I've written to our local MP, Sir Alan Hazelhurst, today uh, pretty much demanding that we um, get an outcome because the, um, the government is in a state of transition and if we're not careful it will slip away. So every measure, whether that includes a, a motion in the House, needs to be, to be had on this for all the reasons that Councillor Barker um, has, has outlined. Um, Councillor Mills. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Uh, could I ask Mr Fox just to clarify that 2,000 number that threw out there? Um, is it, is it 4,600 plus 2,000 uh, as an implication of the 2014 figures? Uh, because if it is, that's 40% more. Yeah. Can, can, can I be absolutely clear for the record? At the moment, uh, the objectively assessed housing need allocation that we are required to provide is 4,600. And as we've just been talking about, um, there's two appeals outstanding, which might mean that the, com the figure comes down by approximately 1,500 if both those appeals are Equally, um, the initial, and it, and it is and I have to really seriously caveat this, Councillor Mills, um, the initial analysis of the 2014 figures is it may mean uh, another 1,800 for Uttlesford. So, again, as I was trying to explain probably, probably badly in my presentation, is it, is it, it can go up and it can go down. Those two, if those two appeals are allowed, potentially we, we need to provide 1,500 homes less, assuming that those permissions get implemented. Equally, if um, a planning inspector says we should run with the 2014 figures, we might have to provide 1,800 more homes in, in the plan period. Uh, and again, I caveat that because I genuinely don't know because literally these the people are analysing these figures as we speak. So when I, when I said 2,000, I, I, you know, perhaps that was loose of me and I should have caveated a bit more, Councillor, but um, at the, at the latest thinking is it might be 1,800 more. Um, but equally, if those appeals are allowed, it might be 1,500 less. So, so yeah. in summary, we will obviously stay as the, the lowest figure we can, um, which... 
I don't think with respect it's going to be below 4,600. Uh, but if we can get away with those figures, then of course we will. What we're starting to get is evidence that inspectors are wanting to use more up-to-date figures. And obviously when we started the process, 2012 figures were fine, but life has moved on. It's not, of course, 40% because it's 40% on the original figure of 12,500. So you've got to take the, the base figure, not, not, the, not the number still to be built. So, um, but... Um, I mean, we've laid it out as clearly as we can, and, uh, and I, but I, I think, uh, as uh, Councillor Park has indicated, more clarity will come. So if, for example, um, East Hearts um, want to go with the more update figures, because they think... And we'll also be taking soundings with uh, PINs and government inspectors. So, uh, but, it, you know, if you ask a government inspector and say that I understand for some recent cases you've been looking at more modern uh, housing numbers, um, do you mind if we use the 2012? You can pretty much guarantee the response you're going to get. So it's just that uh, life is moving on and we should move with it. Uh, yeah, I quite understand that, but that means we're working with a spread between 3,000 and 5,500 and we're trying to agree a scenario. No, I take your point, but it's, you know, it, it does make a lot of difference to what yeah, we're trying no, to decide. No, it's not a spread between 3,000. It's, it's a spread between 4,000 and 1,800 onto that. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I think, I, I think with all due respect, uh, the number ain't going to ever go down. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry, Chairman. Yeah, I, I think that was, that was a point really well made. Um, it, it, it is best to uh, let's work on 4,600 and bank that, if I can use that sort of language, and then it might go up, but if it, it goes down, then let's bank the 4,600 anyway and, and plan on, on that basis is, 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 is what I'm saying. I don't saying, get Chairman. this go-down business. No, no, no. no what, what, what I'm saying is even if... Sorry, I expressed that badly, Chairman. What, what I'm saying is even if those appeals... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go on the basis of the 4,600 yeah. and potentially go up yeah. from that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, sir. Yeah. Councillor Lodge. Thank you. Can I, I'd like to just go back to, to where Councillor did started on, on, the, on the longer term vision, if you like. Mm. And I'd like to, to put it forward that the concept of the new settlement actually is the start of our planning for the next plan period. And for that reason, because I think that, that after, after 2033, we've got, nowhere, we've got nowhere to go. And so that really, for me, reinforces the urgency for the, the proposed scenario of the new settlement or settlements. Yep, I think, uh, well, that was certainly you're echoing the point that Mr. Fox made. It gives yes, you flexibility, yes. and it's looking to the future as well. Yes, yeah. I just wondered also now that we're here, we've had a bit of a round, how you propose to, to handle the rest of the meeting. We have some sort of questions on the presentation. I think I've got some comments about the process, which on reflection, I think, lend themselves to next, next Tuesday night. I think we're, we've got a pretty uh, binary issue to, uh, to look in a binary decision to make tonight. So I'd like to just make one point, one, one specific point, and this was the concept which Gordon actually introduced to me last week, which was uh, the concept of ring fencing. Um, so as I understand it, if we go for the new settlement uh, and we play the case right to, uh, to the planning inspector or the minister, effectively those, instead of having that straight line five-year land supply requirement, as I understand it, we take out the new settlement and we could then do a new 
straight line on, on that lower figure. Now, what I can say, I think this is absolutely crucial to us getting this through and, and maintaining our defence against the more predatory developers that we may see. So could I, at this stage, urge straight away, can we really uh, start putting together this proposal? As soon, as soon as we've made a decision, if we do, for a new settlement, can we really put forward this proposal for that ring-fencing concept and do our damnness to make it happen? Okay. So I think it would be helpful, A, for this group, and B, for a wider audience to hear what... Uh you and Mr. Clinday were talking about, which is if, if you go for a new settlement, um, what sort of coverage does that give you for a five-year land supply, which I think is the point you're making, isn't it? Yeah. Mr. Clinday. Um, <coughs> I'm trying to think. This was during the, the workshop last week. Yeah. I mean, as I say, the way, the way I see that this potentially working is that as, you know, in terms of a new settlement being identified, we can look at what potential infrastructure that could be forthcoming within that uh, new development, obviously basing ourselves, as we've said, on the, the Garden City principles. And the idea would be that in terms of the overall figure, uh, we would allocate you know, a certain amount. So whether it's, I don't know, we need to decide what the figure is. If it's 3,000, it's 3,000. But then that figure would be, we'd say that's what the new settlement would actually be. Um, but the rest of the growth can then take place in the, the towns and villages but that's where that would, that would be. So there'd be a master planning process as part of that. And I think what we were saying then was that the way that would work is it'd be a phased proposal. So, you know, I'm just picking an argument, say 3,000. What you would then say is you would, have, you would probably parcel that land up into various segments so that, you know, you would maybe say, well, phase one is 800 units, for example. And by the end of phase one, as well as the new units being in, there has to be a primary school, a shop, X, Y, Z, whatever infrastructure you decide. Until that's provided, they then can't move on to phase two because you need the confidence to have phase one completed before you can then go on to phase two. So you can actually program it that way in terms of a, a master plan process. Is that, that's, is that what you were meaning? Well, it may be well, what I'm Mr. <laughs> Councillor Lodge means, and he can come back himself, but I'm interested in this idea, which you have, to be fair, mentioned before, which is that if, if you have put in your plan, and your plan has been approved, um, that you are starting a new settlement, we recognise that the, the average build in a new settlement, even if there are two contractors on, 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 on site, is about 250 houses a year, which clearly does not meet the um, five-year land supply. So can you come in under the cover of, we've got this plan, it's a day minimalist of 3,000, and I think that you've raised another point, actually, in terms of if, if we are going to go for a new settlement, whether we should be thinking in terms of what that site might grow to. Um, but can you come in, and does it protect you on the five-year land supply? So I understand the parceling up bit, and all of that makes eminent sense, but do you have any views on this? And certainly we should be taking counsel on it, I think. Mm. Is there any case precedent, for example? I think the blunt answer is, is no. no. Um, uh, we, we still, and, and this is precisely why we are recommending this hybrid approach, because um, we, what we do need to do and what all the cases do say is that if I'm afraid if we haven't got a five year land supply we will be vulnerable on appeal and that and, and, and that's end I'm afraid that, that, is, that is the way the world, the world is at the moment so, but, but what the, the positive though and, and I'm, um, I'd like to be positive councillor is that if we do 
say that we, uh, along the lines that, that Gordon was just saying, if we do get an, an adopted new settlement approach, we get it master planned, we get it programmed, and it's there, we, it, it, and again, this is jargon, it's called the, the, the trajectory, as we call it. What we say is that there's going to be 200 houses every year in this new settlement. So, so um, I don't know if there's any representatives from Gladman's here this evening, but um, let me just call them speculative developers. Um, you know, can, yeah, you, you, I, 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 won't, I won't say any more, Chairman, but you, you, you understand what I'm saying. So, so what we need, that, that's precisely why we're recommending what we're recommending, because we think longer term, uh, we can get the, the, once a new settlement, if we, get, if we go for a new settlement and it comes on stream, we can get those 200 homes every year in the pipeline, yeah, in the trajectory, and we can use those to fight speculative planning applications. But in the I hate to say this, but in the meantime, for the next two or three years, we we need a, yeah, a mix and match approach. Um, get the planning permissions in the bag to make sure we've got the five-year land supply to, to fight off those speculative applications. So I think just to round this point off, or Councillor Lodge may come back again, but certainly for the minutes, um, this, is a, this is a crucial point that we need to take whatever advice we have to take on, because it's absolutely yeah. fundamental to our forward planning. Councillor Lodge. Yes, yeah. Um, what it comes back to is that... Um, like, like, like so, so many business plans that we've seen for projects, the, the, the line goes like this, the hockey stick, as people talk about. Uh, so we, we, we'd want to look for a non-straight line, five-year plan. You seem to be saying no, but I can recall uh, probably about a year ago when the planning, you may remember the planning advisory service were here, and this had been a beam, my bonnet, or a hobby horse. I asked that very question to them. They said... Um, Yes, you can. It's difficult, but yes, you can. So I'm really going back to saying to the, to, to, to the officers, could, could you please do everything you can to follow up and try and get some sort of dispensation for our later new town? Chairman, sorry. Can I, can I just, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Chairman. Uh, through you, briefly come back to that, Councillor Lodge. I've spoken with the Planning Advisory Service this, this, uh, last week, actually, about our way forward, about what we're doing. Um, Gordon is also in, in contact with CLG and we will be having exactly that sort of discussion with them. So, you know, rest assured on that, on, on that point, Councillor. We're on that. So, Councillor Davis, then Councillor Dean. Yeah, it's almost it's sort of a similar, a similar point, but with, with the, the, the words of the Planning Advisory Service ringing in our ears from our scrutiny review that we'd had, is that how far is that point in the future that we could justifiably talk about a new settlement that would enable us to, to um, receive approval, because that was one of the key, one of their sort of key findings and recommendations to us when, when we, we listened to them the, the last time. It's talking about an inspector authorising uh, housing at, at what point in the future does, is, the, is the comfort zone? Um, sorry, sorry. Through you, um, very, very difficult question to answer, uh, Councillor Davis. To be honest with you, um, and it's depend on, it depends on who you talk to and how much you, uh, who you trust and uh, and what you believe. Um, but it, ju it just goes back to what I say earlier. I mean, the the the, the, the messages we've got is that 
as an authority, we're on the right lines, we're moving forward on the right basis. Um, there is, we, we have no reason to fear, let me put it that way, sort of government intervention or anything like that. Um, no one said that to certainly myself. Um, as to the five-year housing land supply and how vulnerable we are on appeal, that's, I hate to say, a matter for individual inspectors, and I won't I won't beat okay. about the bush there. But I think we've, so. got a, we've got a clear course of action in terms of following up Councillor Lodge's point to get the clarity. So yeah. that, that's in the actions. Councillor, sorry, Councillor Dean, then Councillor Mills. It's not on. <laughs> I thought it was on. I mean, we, we're not at the end of the discussion yet, but I do no, think no. it's important that when we uh, conclude tonight and make a recommendation and an on the assumption that we are going to support, um, do we call it option five? Hybrid. Uh, hybrid. Let's not talk about options. They're, they're no. a thing of the past. Um, <laughs> um, that, that, you know, that, we, that we do caveat that very strongly, that, that we, we clearly don't have enough information before us yet to make a final decision and that one of the key things that we need further evidence on is the, the ability to sustain either a five-year land supply through the tr traditional way or through some other opt-out or whatever, or whatever it is. Because, I mean, one of the things that does concern me, uh, and it also relates to the the agreement in principle to, um, to a new settlement is the whole thing of keeping the whole system in balance. First of all, maintaining a five-year land supply whilst, uh, whilst a new settlement gets up and running. And then the other side to it, the other the sort of second point that I also think we need to write into our recommendation is that, uh, that we don't... <clears throat> that we take stock once we know more about it as to whether we think that um, the new settlement works in terms of the numbers of homes that it needs in order to get going and running because as I mentioned earlier you know and, and if that demands numbers of homes beyond what we think is appropriate then I think we've got to reassess it and I'm not making any I'm not going to mention any numbers now because it's too early but I think we have to retain that um, or, or, or write in that caveat that until we've got all the information before, would, before us, we, we can't make a final decision. And you know, I, I just anticipate. Well, what I want to avoid is the public thinking that, oh, well, good for them. They've, uh, they've signed up to the, this hybrid option, and then we come back in six months' time and say, ah, yes, but it you know, requires another 5,000 on top of the 4,600. And I'm probably exaggerating with that number. In other words, but, but it, you know, it, it, we've got to do the sums, and, and I think we should avoid worrying about detailed numbers tonight, otherwise we'll just get tied up on it. Mm. But the, the principle yeah. needs to be established in what we agree so that, we, yeah. so that it's quite clear we're not signing ourselves up to a new yeah. settlement here and now. That's, yeah. that's the key point. Okay. Councillor Mills. Um, I'm going to try not and get tied up on the numbers then, but it seems to me that <laughs> if my maths is correct here, um, and you're saying that a developer can only sort of produce 200 to 250 a year, then we're not going to get away with one single settlement because the mass is going to stall you, basically. You're not, going to, you're not going to be able to produce enough early enough to actually make it sustainable going later into the plan. So you'd have to have two settlements rather than one to actually get the output to meet your numbers. Um, 
I hate to say this, this Chairman, that, that, that's one for another day, Councillor, to, to be honest with you. I, I understand totally, I take the point you're making totally, I totally understand what you're saying about the maths. Uh, this goes back to a couple of points I would make is, first of all, this is why we're going for this hybrid approach. So it's a mix and, mix and match solution to keep the numbers. Um, the, 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 the houses popping out of the ground so that our, you know, our, our kids, I'm old enough to have kids, but uh, have got somewhere to live. But, yeah, uh, um, it, it is one for, I hate to say this, but it, it is one, Chairman, for another day, that debate about is it one new cell, is it two, where, when, how. Um, all, all I think we're trying to get this evening, Chairman, it, it is this strategy gotcha. endorsed. But, but having said that, and I'm, I'm not dismissing you, Councillor, I, I, I totally understand the point you're making, and I think that is one that we've got to very seriously consider when we, when we come back to you, uh, PPWG, and indeed other members, to talk about if we are going to have a new settlement, where is it, how is it, and, and, and what happens, or is it more than one? So, yeah, I, I totally accept the point. And can I just say, if we're tied to one settlement... Mike, so everybody can hear you. If we're tied to one settlement, why do we only have to have one contractor? I, I, this is... Um, you don't. No, no, no. Our evidence, but officers will know better than I, is that two contractors are typically delivering about 250 a year. That, that's that's the, the evidence that we have. Now, I guess you could put four contractors on there and maybe do 500. So there is possible. And don't forget in your maths when you're doing it, but, but, but obviously Mr Fox has made a very important point. Uh, this is something that will be come out when he's when they're specifying the actual um, locations, uh, is that we do have quite a lot of uh, permissions already granted. So that obviously is a key factor in the, the next five years as well. But Mr Glenday wants to make a point. Uh, thank you, Chairman. I, I was going to just touch on something similar. But again, you know, bearing in mind this is a, a long-term plan, 17 years, you know, we're, we're talking about into the future. Um, the government agenda is really being cranked up now in terms of housing delivery. We need 250,000 new homes a year in this country. We're currently building around 125,000, So we're building about half. So there will clearly have to be some initiatives at a national level that will drive forward the, the housing delivery programme. So we need to anticipate that as well. So whilst yeah, it may be that there's 250 or so homes, some, some can do more than that. But whilst that may be the case at the minute, we need to build in the fact that as we move forward, housing delivery, there'll be such an emphasis on that from national government that that, will, that could well increase anyway, and we just need to be building all that in. And you've had just a hint of uh, the new Prime Minister's future agenda. She specifically mentioned houses. Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Well, I'm not quite sure if this is the time, but it was... Oh, sorry. No, that's... It's you. Uh, it was a heading on your presentation. And, and by the way, would you mind sending that to us? Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, lovely. Uh, but I was going to talk about transport because it actually is in the hybrid option. Um, and I'm, I know the transport study isn't complete yet, and we will get a report on that sometime. But I do have a, a concern because we're talking about villages, and we all know that Essex has cut back on uh, some of the buses that go to these villages. And, and I want to know how you assess the numbers that may use these buses, particularly in an, uh, a new settlement, because it's it's kind of hypothetical, really. You won't know. Um, and uh, the, you know, in the re 
in the report here, it says, and I know some of the numbers were lower, and Essex has said that is the least sustainable option. And on, on the next page, it says, uh, it is also unlikely that public transport providers would extend services to more remote parts of the villages. So if we're going to put houses in the villages, we need to be able to know that they are served by transport because not everybody drives and a lot of elderly people live in these places. I think that's quite important, but I'm not sure if this is the right time or the right place. Mm -hmm. So, as Chairman, through you, um, yeah, our, our transport study is is looking at obviously at uh, the public transport aspects of it, and in terms of these uh, five high-level scenarios, we've looked at them not just in terms of the private car, but in terms of what what it could mean in terms of what happens to the highway network, what mitigation measures there could be, how um, we can get bus networks improved and helped so 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 so, so, so just through you chairman just 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 to reassure you councillor Lachlan, that 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 transport studies is very much looking at that at that aspect of it as well in terms of in terms of what's the best distribution strategy in terms of uh, public transport as well as the private car so just just to just to reiterate that point really and just uh, as a sort of a, a an associated point to that. I just want to re-echo, and, and, and this is for the minutes as well, um, the point that Councillor Barker made earlier. We have some emerging local plans. We also have quite a strong suite of parish plans. Uh, so there is quite a strong indication from communities of where they want additional housing. Um, and that's for sustainability of their community, uh, for um, social housing and for a whole uh, list of, of reasons. So it's absolutely imperative that those uh, local community requirements are met in our plan. So it would be a tragedy if we produced a plan and a village said, but I actually wanted another 50 houses. So we, we, we really must make that happen. Yeah, uh, and again, Chairman, just to respond to that point, we're actually, um, it's been a bit presumptuous of me, but in, in the hope that uh, we get through Cabinet and full Council in the next couple of weeks with this approach, uh, we've already drafted something to send out to, to, to parish councils to in, engage with them and say, look, we, we're very keen you, that, that you take some development. Would you like to develop? Where would you like to develop? These are the potentials, you know, and, and get engaged in that sort of proactive way with them, Chairman. So we're, we're, we're very alive to that. Okay, good. Thank you. Councillor Dean. Yes, thank you, Chairman. There's a, a third point which comes out of that discussion for me, and it, it is about infrastructure, be it roads, be it schools, be it whatever. But um, in, in going for the hybrid solution, I, we mustn't get carried away totally with the idea of a new settlement such that we neglect our existing communities which do have infrastructure needs and which could achieve these through housing growth. So I think, there, I think we've got to, you know, it's not for tonight, but I think when we, when we get down to this, we've got to be thinking, where are the infrastructure deficits, the key infrastructure deficits in this district? What is the solution to them? And take those into account before we, you know, get carried away with one or two or whatever new settlements. So I think there's a very difficult balancing act to be done here, both in terms of um, 
quantities in terms of timing to make sure that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot for the longer term future and we start to address some of our some of the needs not just for new housing but at the same time address some that exist at the moment some of those deficits so I'd like to see that point written into our final recommendation which is what it sure. is so that, we, so, that it, so that we're not just signing a blank check in effect and uh we fully endorse that. In fact, I think there's yeah. cross-party support for that. Um, and you, you know, the most common criticism is that you don't look at the infrastructure before you look at the houses. Uh, and I know, and uh, Councillor Lodge will be aware of this, Councillor Spence, the portfolio holder for finance, is very keen um, that he, Essex County Council work much more effectively with uh, the district, the planning authorities, uh, to make sure that works. Um, Essex have got their own agenda because they're looking for uh, self-supported accommodation um, and maximising brownfield sites and, uh, and objectives like that, but built into it. So I think uh, you, you know, we'd very much want that dialogue to make sure. The, the, you mentioned roads, which obviously is a, an Essex um, responsibility or certainly that level of road is. Uh, you mentioned schools which uh, could well be um, a county responsibility. The third one of those of course is healthcare and that, that, this is more difficult for us because we're a, we're a key stakeholder but we don't pull the same levers that we do in the other two areas. But what we can do is provide the accommodation. Whether we can fill it with doctors uh, is, is, is a more difficult thing. But all, all, all of these uh, I, I think are essential points and we do not want to have a housing led strategy we want to have an infrastructure and housing led strategy any other points we haven't nobody's mentioned garden city development yeah. sorry <laughs> well uh, I, I think um, if and uh, I, I'm going to uh, obviously as chairman hold myself in abeyance here but uh, if we were to go for a new um, settlement um, I would strongly recommend that we use Garden City principles uh, to do that. Now it's not as easy as what it says on the slide and sorry for those who are listening because you haven't got um, uh, the various points that are listed there but it, what it basically is referring to is the partnership of uh, landowner, developer and community uh, and about being able to build in all the things I just referred to in terms of infrastructure right at the beginning um, and obviously the design and the shape uh, there's very much greater control around that. It, it's you know that's the aspiration sometimes the execution is more challenging but um, I think if we do go down that option that we should very much get behind what other um, authorities in North Essex have done and, and, and work with government on this so I don't know if anybody would like to comment on that I will endorse that I think right. we had a presentation on it some quite a few months ago now nothing has changed um, I, I know East Hearts are in the running for bidding for, for money on the assumption that again that they go ahead and they haven't I don't think they've yet decided but like everything else you know see what your options are and you, you don't know until you ask Councillor Davis Thanks, Chair. Um, just to, it's 1,500 is the minimum, isn't it, for the? For, yeah. Sorry, through you, Chair, through you Chairman. Um, yes, it, yes, it is. Okay. But um, uh, the, the, going back to the earlier presentation, I think we, we're looking at a, a bigger mm -hmm. figure than that yeah, because we're looking at the long term, term and 
Yeah. 10,000 is the maximum. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was intrigued about what point 10 was that didn't appear on here. And, and I was going to say... I could put a point 10. I could as well. Money from government. Well, that as well as yeah. sustainable technology and innovation. So those are, those are areas that, that, that are very much being encouraged. And there's a real opportunity, a sort of very infrequent opportunity to do something really sort of spectacular with, with, with what we can potentially deliver to, to the district. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't sort of rule out any opportunity to be a, a leader in that, um, in that space. Chairman, again, again, again through you, if I may. Um, yeah, what um, it, yeah, if, if members are, are happy with this, and he, indeed if it goes through cabinet and full council, I think there is an option that's been done elsewhere to actually in the plan itself is to make it clear that if there is a new settlement, that it will be based upon those principles, rather than just simply saying, oh, Uttlesford um, will have a new settlement it's more than possible to say um, if we want a new settlement it will be based upon whatever principles the council wants um, and there's nothing absolutely wrong in that at all so I'm just again I'm just you know just just making a suggestion chairman I'm not recommending anything I'm just saying that that's entirely plausible and uh, and we can do that if if when we get you know, if we, when we get to getting the plan through that's what that's what members want. So, uh, so again, I'm just you know, just making that point, Chairman. Councillor Lodge. Uh, as we know, uh, three three other uh, districts are working uh, with Essex on that. So I hope that we will uh, join them as uh, as soon as possible. Okay. Right. I think we've had a good discussion. So I'm now going to take you through the five options on a process of elimination. So the first option is to put all our development, uh, new development, the extension to what we already have in the pipeline, um, in either one or more new settlements. That is option one. Does that find favour with anybody? I'm getting a unanimous no to option one. Option two is that all development should be pepper-potted in the villages. Am I getting any support for that? I'm unanimously not. The third option is that all development should be put in the two main towns of Saffron Walden and Great Dunmo. Am I getting any support for that? Councillor Lodge is indicating his support for that. <laughs> Sorry, those out there. I shouldn't have said that, but um, he is not, obviously. So I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a, a no on option three. Option four, which officers say could be undertaken, but it's not their preference, is a combination of development in towns and villages. What is your reaction to that? It's a fallback if the, if the new settlement doesn't happen. Before, so I'm just getting that from two members of this uh, this group. So, so it's a fallback. Okay. So I think we should have a show of hands. Is is option four? Of I think, it's, um, Chairman, a fallback, but. We, we have, as we've looked at, there are a number of sites for possible new settlements. 
Um, we've discussed the issue that we'd like to go down garden city principles. The only reason for not going down the route of a new settlement surely is going to be if none of the developers is prepared to um, proceed along garden city principle lines. Um, but I'm quite happy for it to be a fallback, but I think, you know, we have been discussing the hybrid, the workshop came up very strongly in that favour, and it's, it's definitely in my choice second place. I don't want to put that pressure on our villages if we don't have to. Councillor Dean and Councillor I, I mean, can I just come back to why I think there are several... We still need more evidence as to whether it's going to be appropriate to go with a new settlement. And, you know, the things that I raised previously were that we need satisfaction that we can maintain our five-year land supply, that we need to understand how many homes would be needed for new settlements to make that sustainable, and if that is significantly more than we're working on at the moment, then we would have to take a decision on whether we wanted to do that. And then the third one is that, um, that we... In, if we do proceed with a new settlement, we also need sufficient growth in our other settlements to deal with infrastructure matters. You know. so, so it's a balancing act, and, and if that balancing act works out, then that's fine, but if it doesn't, then that's why I say four, so four, four is a fallback from yeah. five. Okay, I'm going to come back to option four. So the recommendation uh, is that the planning policy working group recommend to Cabinet that the preferred strategy for the local plan is scenario 5, the hybrid distribution strategy, as attached at the appendix, and that contingency is built into the plan to allocate further homes if necessary. So what I'm hearing, and to be fair to others, uh, Councillor Dean did raise this point via email uh, prior to the meeting, is that um, there should be some um, addendums to that. Uh, not and I think we need to be very clear, we're making a recommendation. Uh, this is not an, so it's an unequivocal recommendation, however, um, that we recommend, if we do, if, this is what, if you want to go for option five, we'll have to take the vote in a moment, um, the Planning Policy Working Group recommends option five, and words to the effect of, stipulates that, A, a five-year land supply is available, B, the required building rate can be maintained. C, infrastructure in existing towns and villages will be enhanced to take account of planned developments wherever possible. And D, garden city principles are used, obviously if a single settlement is chosen, and an application is made to government for funding. So we'd be making a recommendation, but we'd be wanting those four things to happen. So that is an addendum to the recommendation. I'm quite happy to second that, Chairman. So that is the recommendation. Are you content now to go to a vote on that recommendation? Those in favour of that recommendation with the four addendums, please show. Unanimous. So what happens now is that this will go to Cabinet, which I hope 
uh, it will go through Cabinet because Cabinet has heard uh, from this group. Cabinet will have heard from the member workshop. It will then go to Council and uh, obviously we will discuss it and I assume we'll have a full presentation, uh, albeit that most for some it will have been our third presentation. But I think it's important that no stone is left unturned in terms of everybody understanding the point. I support Councillor Lodge in that let's just get on with it. So you don't have to say to government, we are definitely, but you can say that the planning policy working group, excuse me, <coughs> which is indeed only a working group, it is not a decision-making body, but is recommending to cabinet and to council that we go for this option. Therefore, are you going to give us any money? Uh, let's start talking to the garden city development people. Uh, all the questions that have been raised earlier in the meeting um, will, are also relevant and obviously it shapes uh, the next part of this equation which is the where. Now, Council could decide on the 26th of July not to go ahead but nevertheless I think it's right that we don't waste um, 10 days. Can I just very briefly respond, Chairman? I, I'd just like to say th thank you very much, uh, members of the working group, um, because what's really important for us and the work of our team is that, that, that we've got collective support for what we're doing. We can crack on, Chairman, get on with it. Uh, and, you know, around the table here, that, that was it's really supportive for, for the team and me this evening to hear all of those comments, Chairman. So, yes, we, we, we will crack on with it, basically. So uh, Councillor Davis. I was going to say, just, just from the, the, uh, the documents, I think expressions of interest need to be received by the 31st of July. So it's quite a, quite a tight time window. So, the, Councillor Lachlan. Are we going to vote on the fallback position? Because yeah, I was just about to do that. Are you going to do that? Yeah. Okay. So we have uh, taken a clear uh, unanimous vote. Uh, it, option four was considered to be the fallback position if a new settlement is not proved possible. Is this con working party content with that fallback position? Will you raise your hands if you are? So there's one, is that a vote against or a vote abstention? A vote against. There's one vote against that, but we must stress that this is only, we are quite clear about our preferred option. This is only if it becomes impossible, and the word is impossible, to proceed with a new settlement. Okay, on that basis, unless there's any other business, I thank you for your time. Um, I think that's been a very helpful discussion. Um, and uh, we look forward to uh, the council meeting in July. So thank you. Thanks to those who are listening. Thanks to those in the audience. And a particular thanks to officers who have spent uh, the time preparing uh, these papers. So thank you. Are we going to attach these slides to the minutes? Uh, and uh, the final point is that we will attach the slides to the minutes so that all councillors and the general public have the option to see them. Thank you.